you're like so gay. Hey, all you sexual deviants. What's up? How we doing? Sexual well, demon wannabes. What's crack a <laughs> What's poppin' slime? Do you catch Nothing that? Uh, I probably say Nothing that all the time. But... <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh. I was rapping, look at me now. <laughs> Oh if yeah, I'm pumpkin five. I ain't got no time to shuck and jive. You as sweet as pumpkin pie. So rockin' sprite and <laughs> Oh, I have no idea. But I was referencing. Um, I think it's a Madagascar reference. I mean, I'm sure someone else has said it before that, but I'm pulling it from Madagascar. I'm pretty sure one of them says, "What's crackalackin?" That's niche. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't over I, my I, head. I wasn't here being like, Aaron, do you get it? What movie am I referencing? <laughs> what do you mean you don't know the entire script of Madagascar? <laughs> Truly. Wait, who are you? Hi, my name is Aaron. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it. <laughs> That's it. That's over. <laughs> That's who he is. Uh, I'm 25. I live in LA. I'm currently working in television. I'm a gay cis man. Um, I'm a white twunk. <laughs> self-described <laughs> i had food poisoning this weekend and i kept nothing in my stomach and i'm the skintiest i've been in a long time and now she's a twink yeah <laughs> the twinkness is gone the muscle has left the building oh my God. <laughs> who are you sis um, hey sis my name's matt i'm 26 i am a gay cis man i live in new york um i'm in law school although if you look You're at my schedule for summer next vacation semester, right now yeah if you look at my schedule for next semester i'm like barely in law school which fucking rocks yeah like i'm still gonna be doing like lots of things law school related but like i don't have to be in class like nearly as much as i have the last two years and i'm like so Gang stoked. I am tired of academia. I want to do the real thing. Oh my God. Period. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you've been in class as long as you have. Literally, b- being out of school for three years, I talk to people who are like back in classes and have been going to school, and I'm just like, God bless you. God bless your soul and your heart. And I, c- yeah. I couldn't do it right now. Maybe someday, but I'm not at a point where I'm ready to school. Anyway, who are we? <laughs> oh, this is a. Uh meal kit delivery service that preps you know (laughs) this is querying the air um this is querying the air Uh uh-huh matt and i met in college we were divers (laughs) on the swim team together i don't like do we need to say that in each episode what if people are like who are these homos how do they know each other regardless we went we went to tufts we dove and now we have a weekly podcast where we talk about gay shit Mm -hmm. that we want to talk about Yes. With other gay people and queer people. Yes, lots of queer people, and we love it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, really quick. First, first, I wanted to take a minute. <laughs> Primarily, uh-huh. I wanted to shout out all of the little kitties who have graduated oh my God, and are graduating right. this year because it's graduation season, which is bonk- bonkers. Bonkas. <laughs> I've been watching Shrill as well, which is like a Hulu show, and the dog's name is Bonkers, which I okay. think is really funny. Um, I don't know. 
It has nothing to do with anything. But that's the show that I was watching <laughs> while I was like dead on the couch this weekend and couldn't fucking do anything. I was like, let me watch Shrill with A.D. Bryant. It's, I keep it's really, thinking you're going like to say Shrek. No. But when I typed in SHR, Shrek is the first thing that came up yeah. in like the Roku search. So um, anyways, shout out to all of the little babies who are graduating this year. Uh, it's quite wild that it's already graduation season. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really weird one for me, especially because this is the year that all the freshmen are graduating from when I was a senior. So it's like the last class that I overlapped with in college are now done with college so i'm officially phased out it's, it's weird blech, blech, blech. so uh shout out to everybody who's graduating uh-huh. but special shout out to our our, our baby divers yeah uh, amber and austin we love you guys so proud and of all you. you swim baby freshmen senior adults yeah 22 year olds now know, so weird weird it's gonna be so weird if we get to go back for alumni meet in the fall and when we get to go back for alumni meet in the excuse fall excuse me the power of positive uh-huh. thinking manifestation uh-huh. um when we go back for alumni meet in the fall and i don't know how yeah, to do anything it'll be your first one it'll be my first one i gotta start saving wow. now um yeah. but <laughs> It's going to be so weird to be like, oh, my God, all the people I know are all alums. Alumni. I don't literally. know a single student. It's going to be so strange. Mm-hmm. So, so strange. And if there's anyone listening to this who's graduating from high school this year, God fucking bless your soul. Hell Shit's yeah. about to get a lot better. Uh, unless you loved high school. Well, even if you loved high school, it's still yeah. your life is just starting school, right now. It still <laughs> like, gets better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked high school for the most part. Mm-hmm. I, was I like, didn't realize like how much better it really could get like same because i like i loved my yeah, friends i knew i was ready I just, to leave cooperstown <laughs> yeah i mean you were <laughs> it's a different a different animal yeah i used to like i loved my friends i knew i had great friends and i was like very happy and content and i was like mm-hmm. it was very uncomfortable to leave that but like yeah once i did as half I was, like, of milton went to tufts <laughs> look okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh-huh. yeah anyway i was just like this is but like speaking of so that sick. that kind of relates back to our guest this week but we'll come back to that actually yeah we can come back to that it's not another um, milton kid don't worry everybody don't don't fret yeah. um but an additional shout out to our monthly financial supporters we adore you we appreciate you yeah <laughs> why i went into that accent i don't know i kind of liked it though uh, Kind of you fun. did? I don't really know what it is, but I like Game it. of Thrones. So maybe it's a little bit uh fine I almost said financed by that. <laughs> Excuse me. Influenced. You're an Influenced. influencers. Yeah. Um anyway, shout out to Mara, Emily, Michael, Jimmy, and Brett. We love Our you. Kings guys. and Queens and and royalties. Mm-hmm. All the royalty. I one time was oh. like I said to someone, I was like, oh my gosh, I love you, my liege. And they were like, what the fuck did you just call me? And I was like, it's <laughs> a, a leash. Gender- <laughs> I was like, it's a gender neutral term for royalty. I don't fucking know. Get used to it. And they were like, I didn't okay, really know that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you use it and like I've pieced together what it was. Oh. But Have you never in like TVs or I've- movie heard someone be like, oh, yeah, like right away, my liege? No. Oh. I'm sure you'll hear I mean, it in maybe. Game of Thrones. 
Well, now it's one of those things. It's definitely going to be one of those words where I'll be like, yeah. I've never heard that. I don't know it. And now that I like learned it, it's going to be, I'm going to see it six times a day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. That, um, I love when that happens though. What else is new with you? Anything? <laughs> You're just vibing. <laughs> I'm just chilling, man. I rearranged my room today. So that was kind of fun. I actually saw this. <laughs> I saw this video on Instagram that BuzzFeed posted of some dude who's like a feng shui, like, master genius a feng shui influencer sure we can say that um and he was like rearranging these rooms to be like oh the bed shouldn't be like directly oh, yeah, facing yeah, yeah. the door and like it should be close to Make the windows but it, better yeah um so i tried to do that i don't know if i really made the energy that much better um but i did kind of create like a, a cozy sleeping space and then like a dedicated like desk and like bookshelf for like like school kind of books and stuff in like a corner <laughs> so there's like now there's like it used to be like bed desk more Tight. bedroom things but now it's kind of a little more separated and i did it just i did it and then like maybe 30 minutes later i got an email saying that my internship for the summer just got switched to, to in person um so look I did, at what <laughs> you drew into your life I by know. opening up your space mm-hmm so wow. pretty stu- <laughs> so wow. I'm glad I went to all those troubles but um I kind of like it now actually and I'll be close I get to wake up a little closer to the window hopefully that'll make me a little more jovial in the morning um I'm not mm-hmm. anticipating that happening um mm-hmm. but who knows maybe I'll get the nice summer breeze a little bit better that's good What's it's nice that you? you can like open your window at home in Hollywood, you're not supposed to like open your windows because the air quality is so bad. Someone oh told God. me once that opening my window is the equivalent of like smoking a pack of cigarettes or something. I don't know if this is true, but <laughs> so I fuck? like I like went on Instagram and like complained about like how because like my room gets so dusty in like six days. Like I'll like dust my entire room and then in like five or six days I could go around with a white glove and like Mary Poppins would have a fucking heart attack or oh whatever. God, like what? It's disgusting. It's really gross. Um and it's maybe one of the things that like upsets me most about living in this city because I'm like from Bumblefuck, New York. So it's yeah. like great, great air quality, great water quality. And it's mm-hmm. like now I could literally mop my floors every single day and they would still get dirty. Like it's like, it's just, just how it is. It's really gross. Wow, that's um, weird. Yeah. So then someone told me on my Instagram story that uh, opening my window, they were like, why would you ever open your window? That's the equivalent of like smoking a pack of cigarettes. Like you need three air purifiers and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, Okay. <laughs> so Is the more you know. Have you been doing? Had you been keeping your window open? Yeah, of course, because I wanted the breeze. Yeah, naturally. Oh. Um, and I mean, clearly the dirt is getting in either way. So yeah. Oh, okay. But I did buy an air purifier. Oh, it's thank fucking God, disgusting. Girl. It's actually so. It's horrifying. Like how much? <laughs> like seeing what it catches. Oh God, I hate that. Yeah. Um. As someone who's anyway, going to be moving to New York City in a year or so, I probably might have to do that as well. I think I think New York is still better though, because there are many fewer cars. True. Like I I don't hear as much about the air quality in New York being like horrific. It's obviously yeah. not like amazing, but yeah. LA is yeah. like not. Yeah, I mean not, LA not is like good. known for not good <laughs> for not being bueno. Yeah. But, 
But another fun, exciting news. I am going to be coming back to Cooperstown for a little bit this summer. Oh my God. Which is so fun. Uh, yeah, we're getting to the point where everyone's like planning out their summer travel and stuff, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, so I'm trying to figure all of that out. I have a few weeks off from work this summer, which are really nice. Uh, Hell like yeah. This is planned throughout the summer. So I'm trying to figure all that. They're like actually really soon. The first one is like a month from today, I think. Wow. Um, so I might come back to New York for that and then stay because it like goes into the 4th of July. So I'm like, ooh, ooh, I want some summer in the Hamptons. <laughs> Shout out to Kim I want all my clothes designer. <laughs> um, yeah, and also my dad is back in Cooperstown for the summer. He resumed his title at the Hall of Fame doing what he was doing before because they needed his help. But so the now Hall I have a fame. Now I have a place to stay. That's not my friend's couch. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, yeah. Well, didn't you have that like that cabin in the woods? Yeah, but there's no internet and no Wi-Fi and no service <laughs> and no, service. And no yeah. running water that you can drink. So it's really nice to go for for like a few days. But like mm. when I stayed there for a week, I was like, this is kind of... It was nice. I still might stay there for a little bit. Yeah. But it's probably a nice little it'll be disconnect. Nice to, like, Exactly. So it'll be nice to like stay in the house that my dad's at and then go there for like the weekend or like a, a night and just like Cute. chill and be with the bugs. Oh, <laughs> mm, God. Gotta love bugs. it. Um, um, Aaron, oh, what is what is your song of the week? I have a few. Um, oh, boy. But it's 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 because, you know, by the time the next episode comes out, it's going to be Pride Month. Like, this is the last episode before Pride Month. So, you homos need to start building your playlists right now. Yeah. That was a direct call out to me because I need to start building my (laughs) playlist right now. Although, it's not going to happen, so I'm just going to use whatever Pride playlist you come up with. (laughs) Oh my god, should we make a... Wait, we should make a Pride playlist. Well, I guess our weekly music playlist is basically a Pride playlist since it's all pretty gay. But maybe we'll do like a specific Pride pump-up playlist for like Mm. pre-games and stuff. That could be fun. Oh my god. I I will say, actually, my... Yeah. I have like a a general like gay music playlist playlist i do it's too pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> i have i have a, a playlist called it's like a workout playlist but really gay and it's just like gay pump up music so maybe <laughs> i'll just rename that queering the air pride playlist <laughs> and then change it back after yeah mine's just called proud i like that thanks i came up with it on my own wow she's like a poet you should quit law school and go I do literature um <laughs> first song anyway. is called pick your battles by petite biscuit P- petite biscuit and diplo <laughs> um but, but, not very gay but it's a fucking banger like i love to listen to that with the windows down going really fast with it really oh loud. my god you open um, your windows <laughs> Jesus Good callback. Good callback. Do, do you want to die? Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm totally kidding. Another great song that was brought back into my memory this weekend by Jason. Shout out to Jason. It's called Feel My Needs by per, uh, by Weiss and Purple Disco Machine. It's the Purple Disco Machine remix. You just start playing. So good. <laughs> yeah, because I needed to make sure that there was nothing else in the title. Um, and then another song that was 
brought to me this weekend. I know, and I didn't even say Olivia Rodrigo's new album. That's crazy. Um, another song <laughs> okay. that was brought to me this out that oh my god, my face. <laughs> another song that was shown to me this weekend that I love is called Heartbreak Anthem, and it's by Galantis, David Guetta, and Little Mix. Whoa, that's probably so a good. banger. That's like a that's like a pride pregame like play yeah, really loud I was say, song. That sounds like it. Well, Galantis and David Guetta. Yeah, I don't know. It might have honestly come out on Friday because someone showed it to me on Friday and I'd never heard of it. And then since Friday, I've seen multiple people like literally put it on their Instagram story. So I'm like, maybe this is new. So mm. anyway, what are your songs, Matthew? Um. Okay. So my emo song of the week cool. is actually an an ep um this band called the devil wears prada um released an ep called the zombie ep or zombie ep in 2009 or 2010 it was like five Mm -hmm. songs it was super cool it was all about it was like five stages of the zombie apocalypse so like some guy going through it and was like really kind of i would like run to it sometimes and then i would be like in the woods by myself like i can't listen to this i'm kind of like freaking out i mean i feel like i'm yeah. like i feel like i'm like running away <laughs> from jennifer's right body yeah really um but they just came out with zomb the follow-up ep i think they called it z2 um so it's unbelievable it's so good so that's my emo song of the week. It's, um, I will warn anybody, it's not emo quite like some of the other stuff. Like, this is, like, very, like, it's a lot of screaming. Screamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not into that, but you're into other types of emo, maybe this week is not for you. But if you are into screaming, let me know. Um, and then my... And then go to therapy. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> one of my friends from, uh, from law school, hi, Demetrius, um, asked me and Mason, who we had on the podcast at one point, what the last concert we mm-hmm. went to was. And I like sent a video. I was like, oh, I think it was this one. It was this band. There were two bands. It was one was the Acacia Strain. The other is called Chelsea Grant. And it was like very, very heavy, intense screaming. Like yeah. those videos you see of people like flailing in mosh pits and like look like they're punching the air, that kind of music. Um, and they were like, Matt, we just got you a present, actually. It's a clear backpack. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you dicks. <laughs> and one of those, like, black and white checkered, like, studded belts from 2008. Oh, truly. I had a black and red one. I wonder if I can still find it, but... Was it from Hot Topic? No, I think it was literally, like, from a street vendor in New York City. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Sar Quiche? I know, Sar. Um, but anyway, my regular person song of the week is a throwback all the way to 2020 um again influenced by mason who reminded me of this song but it's stud by troy savan it is so good so good it starts off like a like chill and then the beat hits and you're like oh okay i want to hear this in a club right now Ooh, okay Mm -hmm. i gotta check that one out Oh, it's a, it's it's Bob. The whole EP is our, good, but our girl Troy. Sh- yeah, I'm just gonna shout out that one song. Oh, it's fun. Love it. Oh, I'm gonna listen to it after this. <laughs> oh What's it called? Stud or studs? Yeah. Stud. One stud. One, just a singular. Juan stud. Yes. Um. Also, cool. I can't, to, I can't wait to hear that heartbreak anthem song. That's it's really good. So yeah. Little it's Mix a, is like the titties over there in in England, right? Uh-huh. The titties. Like 
like they're, <laughs> they're the hot hot shit the hot yeah yeah remember when liam didn't liam talk about them i don't remember oh, yeah, he did. i think he did or maybe yeah, we talked about right. it on his but yeah they're popping good for them they're good they're just like fun and their vocals are fucking phenomenal. All right. I got to listen to them more than fine. Phenom. Yeah, you should. Yeah. They're fun. Um, They're so right. fun. They're so like a new way. I actually, I'm not even going to finish Don't that thought because you'll get mad at me. Think about it. You'll literally be like, they're untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> even though I know one or two of them are big time Tories, but, um, we don't have to get into that. That's politics. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Aaron, do you Matt, who's on the podcast this week? <laughs> I guess it is better for me to talk about it. Um, it yeah, is in- what? Why would I explain <laughs> who's on the podcast this week? Who is it? You'd be like, uh, I don't know. It was Sarah. this girl. <laughs> <laughs> this girl that you know from forever. It was um, Miss Girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the pod this week, we have one of my, one of, if not my oldest friend. Well, probably. Really? I'm trying to think that of you're still that friends I, with Yeah, that I'm still friends with people that I like still talk to from middle school. Uh, no, we were like three when we met. Oh yeah. You did say that. What was it? TPK, PTK, <laughs> junior pre kindergarten. Yeah. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not. It was, it's just preschool. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had like two great, they was like, when you were like three to four, you were in JPK and then four to five. And then I think you, then you start kindergarten at like five. Interesting. Well, I grew up in a town of seven, so <laughs> so we had preschool. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was just like annoyingly named preschool, basically. But um, mm-hmm. um pretentious pre-K. <laughs> I didn't want to say <laughs> junior okay. pretentious. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, you were yeah, saying the pre stands for pretentious. Um. Anyway, yeah, we were in the same class when we were three. We went to preschool together <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and went all the way up through eighth grade together. And now we are big old queers in this world and still have a, a lovely friendship. You're going to hear all about it in the episode. You're gonna, we're going to do a lot of middle school flashbacks. I know we've done like high We've talked a lot about high school on the pod, but we're going to talk like we're going to really talk mm-hmm. about middle school. Um, oh, yeah. I'm surprised. Oh, you know, I've just realized I I meant to ask and I never did if she had any crush, if she had a crush on any specific people from our middle school that I would know. She would have said their name and then I would have had to bleep it anyway. I know, but it would have been fun for me. Okay. So text her. <laughs> I know, but that would have been like a fun conversation because I know who mine was. The world is so small. So small. I mean, it's almost like as small as when I found out that Sarah was dating someone that lived with my cousin at college. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was funny. Yeah. That was yeah. a good one. So anyway, yes. That was um, a good one. <laughs> that was a good one, bitch. Anyway, um, hope you guys enjoy this episode. It is a real throwback Tuesday. And it's a little episode. all over the place, but it's really entertaining. Oh so God. just sit back Sarah. and enjoy. She is just You're as probably going to leave this episode like very energized. <laughs> yes. And like, what the fuck just happened? But I love it. Literally. <laughs> yeah. So. It's going to be great. All right. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.
this is such an interesting c- colliding of like <laughs> very different <laughs> times in my life and um I'm so I know I think I'm here it. to help um piece the patchwork of Matt's like past <laughs> behind like into the future. Yeah, I think I think I've some edits like, to add. This is like pre coming out, coming into myself type stuff. Sarah's here. I, mm. I guess you're here more for like background. <laughs> yeah, early that's, early. That's what lesbians trauma. are usually yeah. here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, when it's all said and done, this is actually about you, not me. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so you. Who are you? Yeah, thank you. Um, who are you? So uh, thank you for such uh, an incredible intro and then giving it to me for myself to introduce myself to these people. <laughs> Audience, nice to meet everyone. I'm Sarah and I'm a longtime friend of Matt. I actually think we have known each other since we were in JPK, right? Yeah, we but no one knows what that means. I don't know what that means. Yeah, so junior pre-kindergarten. Junior pre-kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what public school is not about, I hear. So we had private school experience. <laughs> okay. Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> okay, we can, we can end it. <laughs> no, no, that no. That's what fun. private school is like. It's so awkward. Um, yes, we went to the same base. I mean, I guess it's daycare. Like, theoretically, that's daycare. Yeah. Preschool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we went to yeah, but two actually, years of pre-kindergarten together all the way through eighth grade. Wow. Yeah, and I actually did get suspended from daycare, essentially, if that's what you call it. You did? Um, oh, my God. I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> I, ex- I, I not purposely, but I was framed that they called it purposefully, framed. flipped a table, and it had all of this Kid Nathan's cupcakes on it. I didn't know. And I was underneath it. <laughs> Young Dyke testing her strength under a table. That's what was happening. Oh, my goodness. I know. So I got sent home, and everyone was like, you are so mean. And I was like, I am so strong. <laughs> wow, I never knew that. I know. I, I don't think anyone else did. Not important. Maybe Nathan. Formative for you, though. That's still, where I come from. And, I know. That's where I come it. from in Matt's life. I'd say we were like equally closeted but equally suspected in my eyes <laughs> yes. but that could have just been that no, could you're have just been because right. we were fearing persecution as someone Sarah, fearing you were like the best you always softball think player knows. in our grade i literally was and i was so gay that i chose not to play softball one year and did track because i didn't want the association <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you i would have been the saving grace for that softball team you still I, remember it was a selfish it was a selfish move <laughs> Look, self-preservation is more important than middle school softball, all right? It definitely was Period. because, I mean, I feel like as soon as you showed up in softball, somehow everyone was like, that's the lesbian sport. And I'm like, the what? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> anyone was like, I didn't even know that that was a thing, like that softball meant lesbian when we that were was, in That school. must have been like a girl policing girl thing, like a been. rumor that got into the girls that they were like witch hunting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's okay. And, and as the obvious witch, I chose to run track and do hurdles. You know, just get out of there. I did hurdles in high school, actually, like twice, but. Yeah. Symbolic. We, we, we all ran and jumped our own hurdles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's where I'd say I come from, is me and Matt mm-hmm. were like very essential in our growing mm-hmm. up, and we were our Judies without knowing it. Yes. I'd say that Matt is probably one of my longest standing Judies. Even though we didn't love know it. it. Yes. And I think there was something like 
Cause I don't, I like, I, I didn't suspect you. Cause I, I was probably too like worried about myself. Gag. I mean, I probably, Gag. I probably did. I don't like remember all my thoughts, but I was probably was like, such a vibe though. I was just worried about me. I had no idea about you. I was totally just worried about myself, but like, I think there had to have just been like an unknown, unspoken like connection. Cause mm-hmm. it like, yeah. I don't I know. I think we both were like, people think we're gay. What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, but I think we also, uh, we, I also felt a realness from you. And um, I feel like there was a year where I was so sick of the girls and the girls were so sick of me. And you were such a confidant during that. Mm. Sorry, you can tell I've been watching too much Golden Girls. Um, <laughs> you are, you're in good company um, here, Miss Thing. Uh, thank you for being a friend. One, yeah. one time I was That's watching with my parent, with my mom, and I unintentionally sang along the entire theme song. And afterwards, she just looked at me and was like, where did that come from? And I was like, it's, <laughs> That's how you were outed. I was like, it's part, it's part of the like, whole gay thing, mom. You gotta get used to it. In our training camp. <laughs> right? Oh my god, I caught on to Golden Girls was a quarantine um, discovery for mm. me and Maya. Like, we knew that it was like a gay show that gays loved. And, like, of course, like, um, what's her name? The Last Living One. Don't, I don't know names. Don't judge me for that. Betty White. Betty White. Yes, of course. She, everyone loves her. I had no idea what the show was really about, and it is so good. And also, I'd say the theme song is one, me and my, my girlfriend have said this, we will listen to it every time all the way through. We will not Absolutely. go for the option that says skip. It is that good. Damn. It's such a bop. But I'm surprised I've never heard it like at brunch or, or anything, you know? Oh. like I feel like that would be something that oh. if they played it at like a gay bar at brunch, everyone would be like... You know. All of the gay people would love it, and then all the straight girls who don't know about it would be like, friendship, we love this song. Yeah. <laughs> Brunch. Am I right? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, oh, also, I feel like I should have started by saying my name is Sarah, pronouns <laughs> she, her. I am a cis lesbian, and I did not used to be a lesbian when me and Matt knew each other. Love it. Well. I mean, it was, I mean, maybe deep down, there were inklings, but I think I really hit, hit it when I was 14. There was like, I think mm. up until 14, I was still really trying to mentally convince myself, mm. you know? Oh my God. Like me, me and Matt also had a mutual friend who Matt actually like helped set me up to date. And it was my first and only boyfriend. You can bleep names, right? Yeah. I heard you guys bleep a name in a different <laughs> episode. Oh my God. Okay. Weird. Yeah, because you remember that? No, but <laughs> weird because he actually then in high school dated this girl who then later in college, who went to Tufts and then at Tufts started dating or be- it came women. out and started dating women. So he's two for that two. That is a great, yeah. great point to bring up because I was thinking today about all of the men who took a lesbian to prom who didn't know it, <laughs> you know, because I went to prom with a few guys. As I mean, you can bleep this too, because I don't want it to sound mean a pity date, um, <laughs> but... And it's like, I looked like a very cis woman. And like, for everyone else, they were like, okay. Well, but lesbians like, can look like <laughs> cis women. No, I know. But I'm saying in the environment we were in. You were very straight no one passing, knew. you mean? Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm just saying it was, and maybe they didn't know because I hadn't fully disclosed uh-huh. that, you know, friends of friends. <laughs> but I was thinking about that. And it's like, when a girl brings a gay guy to prom, everyone's like, how obvious. True. <laughs> but, what? you know? Oh, yes, anyway. yes, yes. Wait, so when did you come out? Or when did you turn gay? So we were talking about that. So up until 
you can bleep him again. And I dated, that was my only boyfriend. I dated him for two weeks online over the summer <laughs> and then realized I really, I really couldn't get around the mental block of, no. Um, <laughs> and I still didn't really get why, because he seemed like this goal that was unattainable to me to have a boyfriend because I was like super tall and he was the only other one who was my height. So I was like him. And then I was like, you, everyone, you was, were tall. everyone was boy crazy. And so I was like, I want to date him to have a boyfriend for clout. And then once I did, it was not the clout I thought. And it turned out I did not want the clout. And um, yeah, I would say that was the last time I tried to date a man. And yeah, you learn. Mm -hmm. You definitely learn. And then once I got to high school and I met my first lesbian, that was it. it. Was game, game over. over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did the same thing in middle school, too. I think in seventh grade, I had like four different quote unquote girlfriends and I don't think I did anything other than like maybe hold hands with one of them. See, that's why I didn't suspect you after that a was, while that because was I was like Matt. That was my goal. That was the entire purpose well, I was around like, it. I was like, I don't actually like back, any of you. I know who my real crush is and it's not any of you. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it, but you did date one girl. And at that point I was like, all right, what are you doing? Matt? <laughs> <laughs> like hiding is what I was doing. <laughs> no, because Matt was such a cutie in, in middle school. Like he could, like he could probably sw like swindle any girl he wanted, mm. you know? Oh, um, so it. at that point when he was dating a bunch of girls, I was like, he is just the, the man's man, the player of this field. Mm. And even like a guy that I met in college, remembered Matt Rohr from high school as being like, Oh, I hate that guy. All the girls love him. Who? Do you remember? You can bleep that name too, but. I never went he to said school. he tabletop. He said he tabletopped you once. He went to John Jay. Oh, tabletop. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. What does that mean? Oh, well, I don't know if I know him. It means you get behind someone and make a table with your oh, body, and then someone else such, comes in front of such them. Such a straight him. guy thing. So apparently, <laughs> I know. I know. Apparently, they just saw Matt like hanging out with a bunch of girls, and they're like, "Oh man." Something doesn't Fag. sit right with me. Let's tabletop him. Yeah, exactly. Let's get this guy mm. on his back where he belongs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, no, yeah. You're not wrong. And um, you know, we're just talking about that too. Yeah, I was who? listening to your podcast. I was just talking about this with you today oh, when yeah. I was listening to one of your podcasts about hooking up with um, either like you were the first person that someone hooked mm. up with that they were like a gay experience or your first gay experience. Mm. And I was like totally different. Um, like in college when girls would like hook up with me as their first experience, it was so much lighter. And then I feel like in high school, it was like I had one option and it was like the girl in basketball shorts with the low pony. And I was like, I guess it's that, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, um, so why don't we, why don't was... we take it back a little bit then? We've, we've definitely covered Fair. middle school. Yeah. Why don't we talk when you started to like realize that you were. And also wait, not... jumping back really quickly. How did you, how did you end up in a two week online relationship with a man? <laughs> Did oh, you like meet on chat like roulette? Like what the, what the fuck is <laughs> No, we no, went it's to like we went to the same we went to the same school. It was just over the summer and I was never planning on seeing him in person, so that was like the same Was it like AM? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. And I remember he was like flirty with me and I was just like no. <laughs> um but anyway, yeah. So that ended and then I was like, you know, didn't have many experiences at all throughout middle school. Yeah. Um but I will say that I did have, yeah, like, an I mean, inkling, you know, know, like, and I was telling Matt, there were some, like, lesbian teachers who I kind of looked up to mm. but didn't really have any interactions with. And so I'd say shout out to Miss Sperling because you were always um, a role you model, had an openly a possibility lesbian model. teacher in middle school? Yeah. Was she, like, incredible. openly lesbian? 
I don't think she I don't think she was openly talking about it for personal reasons, but I think everyone yeah. knew because she was a fairly butch okay. woman and she like didn't try to present anything other than herself, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like I think everyone knew. And she fucking played football in like Did, college, I think. Actually, now so that you say like, this, this is it. kind of tangential, but we had a gym teacher who was, I believe, like an openly lesbian woman, but of course like wasn't wasn't like creepy or predatory or weird about it, but like was very obviously lesbian. <laughs> Wait, are lesbians are, are lesbians creepy and predatory? No, huh. but like gym teachers can be. And I'm like oh, yes. more so like that's where I was going with it because my other middle school gym teacher did end up being arrested for child pornography. It's not a lesbian thing, it's a gym teacher thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and is, is in prison right now for child pornography. Um, oh, but she okay. was really, really nice. But sorry, the tangent that I was going on was like, were there a lot of like horrible comments made about it within like the middle school community or were people respectful? Because I feel like in my school, people were not respectful. Everyone loved her. Why I say I respected her and why she was someone I really looked up to is because she was held in such high esteem, mm. regardless of like her status as a queer person, knownst or unknownst to people. Like parents loved her. Like everyone wanted to be in her class. Like mm-hmm. she was a strict teacher awesome. that was known for being like a good teacher, not just like funny or had a gimmick she was just respected and i just always was like and she was she was one of the younger teachers too so like a lot of like us were like oh my gosh you're not like a mom or dad you're like you're cool like oh it'd be cool to be friends with you because you're like closer to us even though we're like fucking 11 (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and that was Uh yeah I think that was awesome, and it was, like, a, a contrast to how I existed in the terms of my mental awareness with not wanting to play softball, where it was, like, it's not cool for me, but for some reason, this woman is existing with that status and is so respected, and so even though I was, like, having my own fear and doubt, because I was, I was probably questioning since I was, like, very little and had, like, cr- what I would later understand were crushes on girls, you know, mm. but mm-hmm. it wasn't until, like, I had the awareness in high school that I acted on it. So I think that through that coming of awareness, seeing people like that really was powerful mm. for me because there really weren't, I really didn't know what lesbians were or looked like other than knowing that it was like, like the, the idea of super butch, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's like totally not what lesbianism is. And then I like got to learn about the L word and I was like, okay, there's more options, but this is also not what lesbianism is. And boys, that's not a conversation for you. I know you didn't watch the L word. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. But it, well, it, it can be. It's like, it's just one piece of what les- like being a lesbian can look like. Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. Of the diamond in the sky that is lesbian. It is the one refracted light of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the one we're shown most, but. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I I, sh- I should sit with that a little bit and think cuz I don't think we had any we I don't think we had any gay male teachers or even like any fruity male teachers. Right? So Yeah. I should sit. And maybe with that, that was a time. point to access into education for that kind of person. You know, it was a, if it was a pretty visibly gay man, I don't know. We were going to school post, you know, we were in the early, late 90s, early 2000s. It was still a pretty controversial time for gay men you know Hmm. and yeah of course like with gay men women we're so much more sterilized like the history of gay women is like it was so cool when people were like in the 1800s women who lived together are such lovely friends and companions you know (laughs) yeah like people were were fine with it when they thought it was beautiful lesbian camaraderie but then when they were like oh they fuck in they were like "Mm mm-mm 
we can't we can't let women find out about this. They won't want to be with men. You know, <laughs> that genuinely was a part of it. There are like writings of men being like, women cannot find out about this. <laughs> that's amazing. Probably, yeah, because I know. they honestly they were felt. they're right. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say that they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. me either. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's like I just saw. I just saw like a meme that was like a lesbian saying like. Oh, all these girls who say they want to become a lesbian because their boyfriend treated them so badly. Like, I'll treat you just as badly. (laughs) 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 I know, right? (laughs) But anyway, yeah. I would say, but we could get back onto the, uh, like, real timeline. I'm sorry. I'm so scattered. I've had a long day of traveling, but I'm all here for my history. My queer history. Um, Get to high school. My parents actually blamed me being gay on my high school, and they're not totally wrong either. Because wow. in high school is where I, fe- I met my first openly gay friend, and he was a guy, and he got me, I feel like not unlike a lot of people, I got into like the queer ally club at my mm-hmm. school because mm-hmm. of him. And once I was there, there was really no out, you know? And so it was like, oh, I'm an ally. And then slowly and surely, the it's seeds like- started... Um, I know, and then I found my first uh, crush. I know, I found my first crush, and then I started um, girl bossing with her. I'm just kidding. Um, It was actually a nightmare. (laughs) It was actually a complete nightmare. And back to your point about, like, when you're in a pretty remote area and you only have so many options, like, something Mm. like that, the attention and the love and the affirmation that that first relationship can uh, have for you can be, like, so transformative. Mm -hmm. But also, like you, Matt, how your story kind of... uh, your whole story about your um, experience in high school seeming like a made-for-TV movie where someone's, like, rejecting you in such a horrible way. I had kind of, like, a, I had, like, what I would say is, like, a Disney Channel original movie lesbianism experience because it seemed like it shouldn't have happened this way and someone scripted it. Um, okay, I love well, the saying, like, God. Hello, <laughs> give us the synopsis. You can't just leave know, us like, like that and not go into deets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, my new favorite thing is like hearing people say like, God has a sense of humor because <laughs> he or she or they or all of it must because this was a nightmare and it couldn't have been written more perfectly. So anyway, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> it's so secret. She's obviously gay. I'm like, no one can know. I have a list on my phone of everyone who I've told, which is like four people. And then Whoa. my best friend, my best friend who I met doing travel softball before I get into high school. We go, we go to the same high school. Guess what? We're both fucking gay. And um, so my best friend ends up being gay and she kind of comes out along with me being like, oh, yeah, I've hooked up with girls. And then once oh, bleep that. Sorry. Once bleep. Once her name. <laughs> insert her name. Um, realize that is also. Insert that Once these two people found out they both were gay, they decided to um, get together and lie to me about it. So wait, 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 wait. The one you I were can... dating and your best friend? Yes. And so the way that I find out, I'm like completely in the dark. They're just oh like God. texting, being like, oh my God, we're besties now. And I'm what like, cool, dicks? cool. And then we, freshman year, I come out, or I don't, sorry, I like start dating her, I would say like February of freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And then in April, no, in March, we have our spring break trip for softball. Uh, was your go, girlfriend to, also on the team? Yes, we were all on the team. It was such uh, a hotbed of lesbianism. <laughs> Flash forward, this team, we had the same coach all four years. She would eventually instate a no-touching rule for this team because it was that much of a mess. Um, 
Um, and she was right to do so. So frustrating. And there was like more, there was more drama off the field than there was like good playing on the field. And oh so we God. go to Florida, we go to Disneyland and I get cheated on in Disneyland at a softball like retreat. And then I find out about it. I, I find, well, she breaks You're up with me. You're freshman year of high to, school? Oh yes. my God. What I am, a way to I am 14. Start. And I have just started at a new school where no one knows me after going to the same school my whole life. And now I'm fully lesbian and then fully heartbroken. Oh. She breaks up with me on the softball trip, but they don't tell me they've cheated. And then I have to cheer them both on for the rest of the like softball trip because we're playing other teams. I find out later, I end up getting a different girlfriend who's better and finding out that they're horrible people. And um, that was my evolution, but they continued to date. Oh. And I continued to carpool with her. <laughs> Sorry, I told my mom, I came out to my mom on April 1st being like, mom, I'm, I'm in a big pickle. And she was like, no, you're not. We're never talking about this. We're still going to carpool with insert that girl's name. And um, like I told my mom everything and she still made me carpool with this girl for two years. Why did you tell her on April 1st so that if it went badly, you could say oh, April it was Fool's not Day? planned. It was not planned. <laughs> I am I'm all about April 1st. It is such a fun day for me. That was not planned. I was just like broken that day. I think Aww. I just broke. And um, I just like stayed home from school because I like couldn't do it. And I just cried. And I just like went to go tell her. And she was just like, you know, I, I for some reason, I feel like she had had gay friends. So I was like, she'll be cool with it. But then after that, I don't think I ever heard Bill and Roger brought up again. <laughs> you know? Bill and Roger, yeah. I know. Yikes. <laughs> you could... I know. And so, I mean, it's not a fun story right now, but I'd say you can hear from me speaking right now, living in, I live in the neighborhood of Philadelphia, if, if I haven't mentioned that. Things have gotten better. Hashtag it gets better. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag girl bus. Um, <laughs> hashtag gatekeep. Hashtag I gaslight. I want this episode to be over now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I've told the audience that it gets better, I think I've done my lesbian piece. Yep, you know. it's over. That's the end. Uh-huh. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, my high school experience was a nightmare. I dated people that weren't good for me. But Did as it you not said, get like, better after freshman year? Well, I would say I dated a senior who was like super hot after that. So I was a that, freshman dating a senior. That's pretty but sweet. But as you can tell, that doesn't sound great afterwards. Like for me right then, it was like, this is awesome. Super redemption. Um, and all the like senior guys were like, high five, high five, high five. High five, baby lesbian. And I was lesbian. like, cool. <laughs> uh, no, no, it was like, it was known after that. And, um, but then she went to college and I would visit her at college and all of her friends would call me Lil Statchy. Because I was 15 and she was 19. <laughs> Wait, I don't... Oh! Statue. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and what's, like, better is, yeah. That my name is, oh. yeah, Sarah. <laughs> so they'd call me Sarah, Sarah Young. I <laughs> know, <laughs> ah! I was, like, a 15-year-old on a college campus. But anyway, I eventually got out of that. And then, I mean, Matt, do you remember? I feel like it was... um. It was freshman year in the GSA that, like, that was around the same time that I had created with my best friend an online LGBT group. On Tumblr? Do you remember that? Yes. No, it was on Facebook. It was oh, on I Facebook. Do. It was a and secret. And you want to know the weirdest, weirdest part? Did every guy in the group try to hit on you? No. Oh. was in the group. <gasps> and do you know? Went to Tufts Sarah? and dove with us. 
Oh my god, so this goes back to the all divers are gay. Yeah. And it's like the reason that I went to Tufts. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> it, it's fine. I definitely wasn't. Um, no, you definitely were not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going to say, it was wow. like... I forgot You were in that, that right, Matt? I was. What'd you call it again? It was It was labeled the G-Unit. The G-Unit, <laughs> that like, that's right. We like labeled that like very carelessly because we like made the group one night and we were like, we'll invite every gay person we know and then let it snowball from there. And we wanted it to be like a queer support group for like the queer kids of um, I love that. Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And that was because we didn't really have any queer people besides us and maybe the other gay people we dated that we knew. And so we were like, there's more people out here just like us. But mm. unlike now where anyone can be gay on TikTok, like we had to be secret. We had to be so mm. secret. And mm. it was kind of like this honor system where if you came into this private group, you're going to see people you know probably, but you cannot tell anyone. Like Grindr. You know, because we had a lot. Ex- well, is that how it works? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it should be. I feel like, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, but, you um, are unlocking some memories that I f- didn't realize I still I like, love that though. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Can we do that again? But. Aaron, all of our friends are gay. That's the point. It's like everyone's gay now. There's no need for like a Facebook group about being gay. I don't need a Facebook group, but it's just my entire Instagram. It's just my friends. Oh my god, right? Yeah. I haven't seen a straight person. This is like the secret underground bunker for gay people in Connecticut where we're like, no one knows, Mm. and it's so hard. And then we would do meetups. So it was like, honestly, I single handedly am like the matchmaker of so many gay people because of that. Because we as hard as we tried. As hard as we tried, it was a hookup group. Obviously, we tried to make it. We tried to make it not grinder, and everyone was like, "This is grinder." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and we were like, "No, we're here to talk about our traumas and support each other." And they're like, "And have orgies." And we we're like, "No." Oh my god, did that happen? So I'm now like, "Yes." Oh my god, because I never came to any meetups. I don't think because it was like a little too far away from where I was living, and meetups. I didn't have a license then. Um, okay. What did you say you were going to, to your parents? So I did, I, so the thing was, even though my parents initially, my dad, my dad was actually, even though my dad is older, he was initially like old prejudices die hard, but he was always super supportive. Like Mm. he always wanted to like make sure I knew that I was loved, but my mom was more like um, appearances. So she was like, we're not Mm. gonna let people know. But for some reason, I think it's because she saw that I was really hurting even though she wanted to deny that I was gay, when I told her that me and Rashad were creating, who was my best friend, um, were creating this group, um, she was so supportive of it. And she kind of was like silently supportive. But in my mind, that's like the support, you know, she was like, you can go. And I was like, thank you. Oh my goodness. And so it was like, um, but I never hosted it at my house, but I let her know that that's what I was doing, you know? Mm. And maybe that's, maybe that was safe for her because she knew I was just being gay with gay people, you know, rather Mm. than like being gay with the people that she cared about judging me, you know? Um, Hmm. To be honest, you know, that's how it was in, in, uh, to be honest, in Connecticut. It was a lot about appearances and I can understand that, you know, a butch dyke is not like um, your favorite arm bag to wear to the country club. Yeah, I feel like that's all New England. Yeah. But also the West Coast, actually. It's a lot about it. A yeah. lot of it is just a, a appearances. What was that face that you made earlier, Matt? I just, I forgot about that Rashad was the one you made it with. Um, yeah. I, I met him once. We did make out, actually. So. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my God. Wait.
Um, but yeah, so it was like, as I was, sorry, this is so tangential, but I was saying we created that group because we didn't know anyone. That group ended up being a hookup group. And that group is also how I met my current girlfriend and the really? love of my stupid little life. Yeah, because she was added to the group after her girlfriend at the time was in the group and um, they dated for a while. But me and Maya were just like friends. We were just like, you seem awesome. Because you can imagine when you're in kind of like a cis het world, when you meet someone who's queer and like awesome, it's like, you know, my people, you know, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. was such a rare feeling. So since we were always in relationships, though, throughout high school and knowing each other, that was never a thing. And then serendipitously, as soon as I moved to Philly and I was single, she came back from college and was like, do you want to hang out? <laughs> you know, like we had seen each other. Like I visited her in college. She visited me. But like we had never had the opportunity when we were both single. So after that, it was um, wow. history, baby. Yeah, I know. I know. So um, plant those seeds early, everyone. I would say shoot your shot, even if your shot takes like seven years to go in. And um, consistency, lesbians. Consistency. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. I think everyone can agree, especially with um, that new high school girl album. What is her name? Olivia Rodrigo? Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> is that her name? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know things. Um, yes. I, can, I think everyone can agree that high school relationships are shit and queer ones are really no different. It's just shit in a different way, mm. you know, with the, with the layers of secrecy. But I think high school kids also have a layer of secrecy, like... Having sex in their car and shit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do that in high school. Um, but then college, as you guys know, I, I went to Skidmore. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, field day. So happy Wait, to be gay there. Oh my God. You went to Skidmore? Oh my God. Did you know yes, Jennifer? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I did. Thank you. Oh my God, you did? I know. She was the roommate of one girl that I'll try not to talk about a lot. <laughs> She's I, my cousin. Who I also dated. Oh we my gosh, we, and that's how you we went out. <laughs> we discovered this right before the interview, but we did, weren't recording I know, yet. we're trying to feign surprise, but I'm, I'm There was genuine surprise. The world is really fucking small. There was, small. so if Jennifer is listening to this, uh, girl, you're great. I had no problems with you while I was in that house. Um, <laughs> did you just, like, low-key out know? her? <laughs> oh, Jennifer, no, Jen was, um, I think she's straight. No, I was dating someone who lived with her. Yeah, I, w I would never out someone um, intentionally. I would say I got to Skidmore and I kind of learned that everyone there was a little fluid or a little mentally ill. Same with Tufts. And sometimes <laughs> Are you sure you didn't go to Tufts? Those... <laughs> no. Um, but I'm sure that it's She's like, we were in the I'd woods. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we were. And we smoked more weed than you. Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. but I'm but... sure we gave you a good run for your money. I know. So I think I had like a, that was like probably the highlight and the end to my fear of being gay was college was it was just, you know, such a free and open space and kind of everyone was like, okay with being gay. Mm -hmm. And then I think once 2000, was it 2015 when we got um, gay rights and marriage? I think that was also a huge turning point and where people kind of uh, realized that it was like more socially acceptable to talk about since it wasn't like... Um, an illegal thing where <laughs> I mean here you know yeah. mm -hmm. getting less and less uh illegal and um yeah I would say that's kind mm -hmm. of my queer arc and now I live in the neighborhood of Philadelphia and I'd like to say I live as openly as I can but I think we can all relate to I live in kind of like a corporate world at work I work uh 
in insurance. And I think that Ew. even though times are getting better, it's uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. I'm in law school, I know, so I don't no, have much place to <laughs> to compare. I know, dude. We we make lawyers so much money. That's like all we do. Um, yeah, Matt, you should um, go work with Sarah. I would, say, I would rather die than do anything related to insurance. Okay, I will say that I don't do health insurance or um, life insurance. I do small business like GL. So technically I'm helping all of the mom and pop shops when they get like. That's good. Okay. Any kind of like literally think about like a slip and fall at a mom and pop Mm -hmm. shop and it someone some asshole tries to charge like $30,000 to $100,000 and they simply can't afford it, you know? Yeah. And so I do like a. really low rates for those kind of shops. Not that I'm advertising or plugging my thing. You can cut this. Well, you haven't even said no, I'm, on, I'm honestly down to leave it in. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it sounds you, pretty noble. It does, and it I sounds know, a lot better than being like, oh, I work in insurance. I'll yeah, sell you life insurance. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's What's funny is that I, I'm an underwriter, which means that I do like risk assessment. So mm. I'm like analyzing the risks of the businesses I'm writing. Wow. And the way that I like analyze this is um, if anyone has seen Along Came Polly, it's what it's what Ben Stiller did in that movie where he's analyzing oh. risks. And like and so that's kind of what I do. And that's like the only fun way I can think to put it. But I think everyone in the gay community is like so keen for this job because all it is about is like analyzing risks, which we're all about mm. um, back to the witch hunting era. And then, um, what's sorry? And then also Facebook stalking because all I do is Facebook stalk businesses all day and try to see who's lying. And the most fun, I will say, this is my last insurance plug. The most fun of my job I ever had was when I was um, reviewing our liquor book. So anywhere that sells liquor needs liquor liability, and um, so we have a lot of liquor on our insurance book. And I would get to web review bars in the Midwest including strip clubs. So I'd be like at work at like 9am looking at titties on my computer and just being like, we got to pass on this. (laughs) Maybe, maybe one more page. (laughs) Let me do a thorough investigation. Yeah. 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 I know. And I also recently met one other gay person in my insurance industry job. And it was because like he, he called me over the phone, and I could hear, like, his wrist flop almost, you know, <laughs> oh, like, that's, how, that's how gay he was. I mean, to be fair, I also have been called sir over the phone, so I can't talk. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I mean, Literally, someone called me at work, and they were like, oh, hi, sir. And I was like, I do have a deep voice, thank you. <laughs> like, did you just say Sarah wrong? <laughs> Sir? No, no, they dead ass <laughs> thought I was a man. Sir? I um, mean, I used to get ma'am on the phone or like oh my God. people would say, like call me by my mom. They think it was your mom. Mm. But that was like before my voice dropped half an octave. Is that a lot? It Damn. didn't drop it didn't drop much. Did it bother you so I much? Because it bothered me so much. Oh my God, I was, I was like, so mad. Like, they'd be <laughs> like, hi, you Ellen. And I was like, this is Matt. And they'd be like, oh sorry. Yeah, literally. I would be like eleven and they'd be like, Erica, and I'd be like, It's Aaron! <laughs> like <laughs> That's. I feel like for yeah, for you guys that must have been like as we were trying to like blend in and hide. For me, it wasn't as upsetting. It was kind of like oh, it was like (laughs) I have power in the world. (laughs) You know, I was like yeah, I'm the double. If you think I'm a man, that white (laughs) club service. Well, now I like belongs to me. Now I like fem it up sometimes when I'm at work and I answer the phone and I'm like, hi, thank you for calling. This is Elizabeth speaking. How can I help you? 
<laughs> and they're like, uh, and see if it passes. Yeah, I, I, it hasn't yet, but I'm praying to like fuck up sometime, and then have them be like, yeah. So I spoke to Elizabeth on the phone. And I'm like, who the fuck is Elizabeth? <laughs> you, you oh like put the God. phone down. And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna get Matt. And you put the phone down. And you're like, hi, this is yeah. Matt. And you're like, wait, Elizabeth has one more thing to add. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, that also uh, reminds so me of something that I did in front of my boss the other day that like my coworkers thought was the funniest thing ever. I have been working at this restaurant like on and off for the last two years and the other day I like didn't know something when a table asked and so I said, Sorry, I'm not sure it's my first day. Um and they were like, oh, okay, no problem. And my boss was like What? And like didn't call me out in front of the table, thank God. But when we walked away she was like why did you say that? I was like why yeah. not? Because then I get a free pass anytime. Wait, I was like, want. I get a free pass every time I fuck up or don't know something. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, oh, oh. Like, that's called uh, marketing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm doing yeah. you a favor, making it seem like your waiters act, know what they're talking about, or slash, like, not making it seem like your waiters don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I was hoping that when you edit this, in my mind, when I was driving back and thinking about you editing it to, like, make it fun, I was, like, hoping that you would add, like, a woo-go <laughs> sound effects for me, you know, or, like, kind of, like, making a joke on me, like, what's this girl saying? Oh like, someone, you know, that's just kind of how I thought I'd be framed as, like, a cartoon feature to this podcast. <laughs> Fortunately, this yeah. isn't uh um <laughs> oh, once we show. develop Shout into the, the video version then potentially yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. fair i know but for now you could add the audio features i think the yeah we could go. Go. Like, everyone burr, 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 let us know in the comments yeah yeah wow so the girl that you're dating now you said you met from the same facebook group that you started when you were in what eighth grade ninth grade no 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 it was in i think it was um the second half of the year, no, I think it was the beginning of sophomore year of high school. So we had that group in high school and we like ran it from sophomore year through senior year, passed it down. Me and this girl stayed friends. My sister and her were also very good friends. And my sister, I have a twin sister. She came out as gay seven years later after I did. It was, um, you're like, what took you so long, girl? (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I knew exactly what took her so long, and we don't have to go yeah. into that. But I was more like, this is my thing, uh, you know, because that's how twins yeah. are. But that was only my first um, feeling, and I didn't express it. I was immediately just like, you can be whatever you want to be. And she was like, stop telling me I'm going to be gay. Because she didn't know she was gay. She was kind of like, I think I might be. And I was trying to be like, you can be whatever you want. You're like, don't so, be. <laughs> it's so funny that, like, think about that. In high school, I'm like doing a queer group and my sister is just completely not for seven years and i kind of wish she had participated mm. in it because i think it would have been better but Your um mother probably the way that died. she did intersect <laughs> my mom i won't i won't say it <laughs> my mom definitely yeah she she did take it it was like um is it just the two of it you it was like a no i would say like can you imagine if hiroshima happened twice to a woman <laughs> sarah <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> That's like how it felt. <laughs> you know, my mom, to be fair, the first time my mom, I came out, they were like, the first, first time, time I came out. out. I mean, it kind of feels, it probably, it kind of sounds like it. No, the, when, when I came out, disaster. And then my mom and my parents really got better with seven years because like I was consistently gay. They were kind of hoping I wouldn't be. And then they saw that like being gay wasn't a horrible thing, you know? And then <laughs> came out and my mom was like, oh my God, no. Um, <laughs> And you'd think that, like, 
I, I do the same comparison with like, my mom had two chances with a lot of stuff in life with us to do it wrong the first time and then right the second time. And the second time she just doubles down oh, on awful, no. you know? Mm. And the first example I have to give is when I got my period, I like didn't tell my mom because I was so scared to like acknowledge yeah. it. But then I finally work up the courage to tell my mom about this horrible thing happening to my body and how I'm reckoning with it. And I like tell her like I got my period, like I need tampons or pads. And she just goes, she like, look, I imagine in my head that she's like looking up from a book and she's just like, no, you didn't. You're too young. And I'm like, I did. I got my period. And suddenly it's an argument. <laughs> and so then I have to prove it. And she's like, well, are you sure it's coming out of the right spot? Are you, are you sure it's not your butt? And I'm like, why would it be better if I was bleeding out of why my butt? Is like, you know? how I envision like the conversation going with like a gay dad who like has no fucking clue. Right, right. I'm like, mom, you got your period. Like you what? And so then that was my mom with me getting my period. She's like, okay, fine. Like, it's not coming out of your butt. I believe you. Like, he handles it. And then my sister gets her period like eight months later. And my mom, you'd think she'd handle it better. She looks up from her book again. I assume she's reading a book. And Jackie is like, uh, got my period. And my mom looks up and she goes, that's gross. You know, you're going to have that for the rest of your life. And it's like, that's not true. She's, no woman has their period their entire life. Oh, but also God. it's just like, She's Why do like, I feel like uh, this is I'm like Gwyneth Paltrow, like as the mom and the politician? Like, mm, you're really not far off. Oh my god, she's so drama. But yeah, so it was the same thing with coming out. First time, awful. Second time, she it seemed better because she like she was quiet, and then she rode away on her bicycle <laughs> with like two bags of chips and a bottle of champagne, going to her friends. I assume to vent, and we're like, good, that's better. You handle it that Healthy. way. And then she came out like. She came out like blackout and furious, and we were like, <laughs> and we were like, this ain't better. Oh, oh God. Um, but again, I think that was her then. Everyone adjust, adjust to, I would say that having a gay child is a bomb dropped on your life because parents have these expectations of what their kids are going to be and their lives. And I think what it comes down to is they don't want that, us to have harder lives. Totally. And um, so I think when my sister came out, it was like, my mom was just really not ready for that and had already anticipated, like, you've gotten up until this point. Now I have to totally reconfigure my idea of what you and your life yeah. will be, you know? But I would mm. be happy to say that my mom has come a really long way and now she does invite me and my girlfriend's sisters to almost everything. And um, she's very tight-lipped, but I think that now that she's starting to see lesbians in the world more, like her golf pro, she's like, my new golf pro, Sarah. It's like her, her name is Sarah. She's like, she's married to a different golf pro, Julia. And I'm like, yes, mom, lesbians are professionals. What, you know? And so I think that as my mom is starting to see lesbians in the world more, she's starting to get that it's like a valid lifestyle and loosening up to it a bit more, you know? That's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I don't know if you guys can relate. Were your, I mean, Aaron, I know you came out a little bit later, but yeah. Matt, I feel like your dad was yeah. kind of like, before I go there, fine. though, I really. <laughs> want to just mention that um i don't know why I, I don't think i'd ever thought about it before but when you mentioned that when you got your period and then your twin sister got it eight months later i was really like surprised that you didn't get it at the exact same time um and oh i know that, that doesn't actually that's how twins and I, work and i know that that's not how it works <laughs> but i was like very like confused for a moment i was like i thought you guys did everything at the same time together Oh my god! Um, That's how you did everything together. So that is my. um, Oh my god! That is one of my. I'm a. I'm a stupid person. 
um, contributions for the day. <laughs> no, that's like something I haven't ever heard, and that's like a really funny point to make. So. It's like when I found out that my brother didn't get that cows had to be pregnant to produce milk. And I was like, what did you think happened? And he was like, they're just milk makers. And I was like, no. I thought that for, like, when Any I was animal has too. to. I thought that for a really long yeah. time. My brother is in medical school, and this was in his first. <laughs> this, this was in his first year of medical school. I told him this, and I was just like, "No, oh my god, no, no." And that and that reminded me of how, like, apparently at the beginning of medicine, being a woman was considered like a disorder because all of, or not a disorder, but like. Um, it was it, it was considered like a condi- a condition, condition because all of medicine was based on the male form and body before that mm. so they had to like consider mm. menstrual stuff and like pregnancy a condition of being a female what the fuck what did you study in college psychology and business love love it yeah i know um, but also art i just kind of i did the whole liberal more, arts huh? experience and then and yeah. then I did insurance. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful glow I know. Hey, dirty, baby, I got the money. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I don't. It's been hard. <laughs> um, no. But Aaron, I was saying, I know that, like, um, it's probably a surprising experience to hear, like, if you didn't come out in high school. But, I mean, were your parents, like, cool with that? I mean, my like my parents always knew. Um, uh, I was like I wish, a flamer I from wish. the day that I was born. Like I popped out of the womb with a limp wrist, and that's they were, hilarious. It was like my entire childhood. They were like, "It's okay if you are," and I was like, "I'm not." And they were like, like okay. "I'm not." And then eventually, no, take me to my friend, literally, Regina's like house. I was like, "Stop! Like leave me alone." No, when I was like four, I remember like there there were just so many instances. I like packed a suitcase one time and like literally walked to the end of the driveway, and I was like, "I'm going to Lena's house, and I'm going to live mm. with Lena." And they were like, what? "Was it prompted um, by anything?" Uh, yes, but I don't remember what it was, but regardless, yeah. I still feel like <laughs> the drama was, yeah. That's amazing. Um, wait, so how long have you been dating your girlfriend and you're living together, question mark? Yeah, so we've been dating over for like, uh, almost, almost three years, but like two, two and change. Okay. Um, but yeah, she like visited me for her birthday, uh, and that's when we had hooked up and her birthday is on June 9th and I'm June 15th. So we're some fucking faggoty Gemini girls. Gemini. Oh my God. I'm glad she's not here. We can't stop talking. She'd be jumping in being like, that's not how it went or something. I don't know. She but, should be on yeah. a later episode. Yeah. I know. We'll get her next I know. Week. Maybe you can bring me back. Yeah. Oh my God. Maya would totally, ugh, <laughs> just shit. Yeah. She'd have a good time. She'd have a good time uh, taking the piss out of me on your show. Um, which yeah, I hear that's what this show is all about. <laughs> totally. I told Matt yes. I told Matt I was very ready for the gotcha journalism that you guys were gonna throw <laughs> at me and to be cancelled. <laughs> I was like, there could only be one reason Matt mm, wants me here. He knows one. too much. Only one. <laughs> no, honestly, I think I have amnesia from like pre college. I think that's called childhood trauma. <laughs> Yeah, didn't have that. Um, yeah, apparently it so. clouds your it clouds your brain and the memory making um, mechanisms in your brain uh, as a defense. So you're welcome. I I'm not gonna lie, I like didn't have childhood trauma. Um, I've got. <laughs> oh no, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean the whole idea of being gay in an in an un, um, welcoming oh. environment, and that whole uh, when 
aka yeah, the world. It has to do with your nervous it has to do with your nervous system being like constantly activated and the fear triggers like and the hormones in your brain. But I wouldn't say that I was really like afraid because I knew that I had like gotten this that far in life. Like by the time I realized it, I was like, I've gotten this far and like I'm kind of like established as like I don't know. Big people don't like look at me and immediately be like, "Oh, that's the gay kid." Like, There's like other things that people yeah. think about first. So I was I wasn't really like on edge about it. I don't think. I think I had a very outgoing personality that was related to totally. other things. Um, and I think that's such an important thing as a queer person is wanting, especially mm-hmm. from our generation, maybe is wanting to be more than just being gay because it seemed like such a strap mm. on uh, strap on label. Classic, <laughs> classic for you slip of a lesbian. Um, but you know what I mean? It was kind of like when we came out, yeah, you never wanted it to be your identifier. Well, that was all anyone was ever going to think of you. And I think that that was super scary for me going to a new school after I'd been with people all of my life. And like, yeah. as soon as I jumped on the scene, it was like, oh, now I'm going to be the gay one. You know, when I was like, I'd love to be known for my personhood. And that's kind of how I always felt about you too. Mm. And I'm glad that you felt that way, Matt, like all jokes Thanks. aside, because I always felt like you were like, uh, a very full person that people oh loved. God, I was so well. I don't know about the loved thing. I had a lot. I had a lot of haters. The boys. The boys motivators. were. The boys were challenged by you, and that's their own problem. But I think everyone really, you know, that is very kind of you. I think they were challenged, maybe in that as a young homosexual, I was able to very casually um, have girlfriends. Yeah. Um, and that was a foreign concept to middle school boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some high school boys and some college boys. And some boys. Um, adult boys. Yes. That's that a good, that that's one a would really theoretically, good term. <laughs> some, would, some would theoretically call men. Some grown boys. Adult boys is what they are. Not men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hashtag not all adult boys. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I have like amnesia, even though I was like fine. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, when is the last time you guys saw each other in person? I think it was, was when Matt... Sarah, we hung out in the park in Philly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God, I was going to say before that. I thought you were talking before that. We saw each other briefly in Philly with Dave, yeah. yeah. But before that, it was in high school. We had seen each other once in high school briefly for lunch, and we were both like, I'm a little gay now, and it was fun. Yes, I do remember that. It was super fun. It was was like the first kiki. Mm -hmm. It was like the the opposite of the last supper. It was the first kiki. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Am I right? Yes, you're absolutely right. You're giving us so many amazing titles for this episode. Oh, my God. The first kiki. Yeah. Oh my god! Also, I would love if you guys want to bring me back just to talk about Drag Race one episode. I'm not going to invite myself to your own party, but I listened to about how you guys like vaguely talked about Drag Race, and I'm like, I have so many more opinions to say, including the ones I'm going to form as soon as I hang up on this conversation and watch Drag Race Australia, uh, Mm. Drag Race Down Under episode four, which is I need to watch all. It's good. It's good. I will say they're kind of switching things up on us this season, where it's like the people you thought would stay are just going, and it's crazy. Okay, well, don't give too much that. away. But when you did text me I'm that, not, I'm just I saying, was like... I'm saying when people slip up, they just, you know, it's like a very honest Where thing. are you watching it? Um, On WoW Presents, WoW Plus, plug. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, of course I did. It's, I um, bought that My finances wow. are wrecked, but I do watch WoW Plus. <laughs> it's like $4, isn't it? I love that. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I got... Okay, Richie Rich. <laughs> a big spender. <laughs> um, I 
bought that one time and didn't realize for eight months that I <laughs> didn't cancel it. I was just paying that for it. That happened to me with Tinder. Holy shit. You paid for realize. Tinder? But Tinder's like $40 no, no, no. a month, isn't it? What? Tinder gold is sorry. like expensive. No, 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 sorry. I didn't mean paying. I meant how when you delete your Tinder, it does, it's not deactivated. So my Tinder was like Oh, yeah, still you still up. show up. Sorry, no, no, no. I didn't mean the paying thing. I meant like oh. people were like, why are you on Tinder? And I was like, I'm not on Tinder. My sister had her Tinder active for a really long time, even though she's been with this girl. The only girl they came out for each other. Basically, it's a beautiful love story. Um, they've been together like for four years, and um, they she they kept my sister's Tinder activated just to see who is like gay in the area, just to, like be gossip hounds by themselves. And I'm like, <laughs> that's know? so fun. I know I love it. My sister is such a weirdo. I'm like heard. Um, so my sister and I are like very sun and moon Gemini, if you can imagine. And Matt can speak to this, where I'm like you know, gabbing my mouth, like, off, and she's, like, a bookworm. And her and her girlfriend, like, whisper Mm. together as, like, they're, they're, that's how they speak. And, like, me and Maya Mm. are, like, ah! You know, like, full Trixie scream, like, Trixie and Katya. (laughs) And, um, yes. Although I will say, I will say, maybe because I knew her when she was younger, like, she very much was, like, an outgoing person around me. Yeah, I mean, I think we were both, like, super fun and funny. You know, she was just a little yes. bit more reserved. Is there anything that we, like, haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Just because it's... I would just say... Um, yeah, no, I would say if we needed, like, a closing thing, I would say, like, um, if I could, if I could like, uh, thinking back to, like, us being, like, queer but not knowing it in middle school, I would say mm-hmm. that if we could look back now... And see that we still have this connection and that, like, you know, of all the people, we ended up being mm-hmm. the queer kids. Like, I think we'd be really proud to see that, um, you know, we both made lives for ourselves that we could be really proud of. Because I think at that time, it seemed mm-hmm. like um, it seems like there wasn't an option. It was like either have a good life as like a straight person or be gay and do crime, you know. And <laughs> and I am still all about. I choose crime. I still choose shoplifting, but um, (laughs) I I, you know what I will I'll echo that, but in a bit of a different way. I think based on like where we were and the people that we were around, it really seemed like you were always going to be an outcast or like one of the weird ones. Like you could never be, you know, the cool kid. Not that that like even fucking means anything anymore, but like it always felt like you were just going to be kind of like on the fringes with your like weird friends and like never really, you know, doing what you really wanted to do or like surrounded by people who you felt were really like your people. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's like very much like not the case. And also how, how fucking annoying is it that being gay is trendy now? God damn it. Literally. I I know straight people who are like, I think I'm I'm, gay. And it's like, no, you're just trying to be interesting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Or there's, like... like... If it makes life easier for younger kids, I'm all for it. I know, exactly. And that's, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and I will say... But we're the ones that made it yeah. cool and that's trendy. It. it. was we us. We had to do it. And all of the we people before us. We had to underground. And all the people we before us. We threw the first brick at Stonewall, okay? We did. Oh, my God. Also, Troy like, Savon. Would, Tyler like Oakley. Say, sorry, I would like to do a shout-out, speaking of Stonewall, since Pride Month is about to come out. Will everyone look up Stormy Delavier oh, um, and mm-hmm. read about how she was mm-hmm. the butch dyke 
who was a cross-dressing Butch Dyke who actually would do like um, shows at the Stonewall and host drag performances where she was the woman in drag and all of the men on stage were in drag. And the thing at the end of the night was to guess which one of them was the women. And she was the woman and all of the men on stage were in drag as men or as women, but she was on, dra- on stage as a Butch Queen and doing the host. And she was the first one who started the Stonewall riot because the cops kept coming into the bar and then she fought them outside because they hit her first. They pushed her first and then she threw a a punch and then they attacked her and they were beating a woman up on the ground, which essentially is really fucked up in every light. But since she was a queer butch woman, they beat her up because she seemed like a fag. And then she looked up at everyone looking and said, why don't you do something? And then that's when they started fighting the cops. So I would like to give a shout out to the queen who didn't get any recognition, the butch woman of color, Stormy DeLevier, and I would love everyone to look up her for Pride Month. Because not that Marsha P. Johnson didn't do amazing work for the queer community. We don't even know she was there. She wasn't there. She's on record as saying, I was in the park and didn't get there until two after the rioting had started the next day or something like that. She was not there when it started, but Stormy was. So Hmm. I would love everyone to look into that history for uh, Lesbian Appreciation Month, a.k.a. Pride Month. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, not to like diminish Marsha P. Johnson in any way. Anyway, anyway, because... Yeah, queer women of color are the backbone of the queer movement. And that is the the point, you know? Period. Yeah, and the reason that people said Marsha was there was because Marsha was an extremely active and visible person in the community. And people were like, well, who was there? Who started it? You couldn't name people. You know, you couldn't say, oh, this person, because he's gay. A lot of people Mm. were there and trying to cover their faces. So Marsha was. Marsha was a visible person. She was always there for us. And for that, we can Mm. fucking thank her. You know, she was, you know. And if we needed a face. people died. Yeah. I know. No, they didn't. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) Who the fuck said that? (laughs) Who the fuck said people died at Stonewall? Derek Ah! Barry. Derek Barry. People died fighting for gay rights. Nobody died at Stonewall. Someone told me that someone was like, yeah, Prince died of AIDS. And I was like, what? No. No, he didn't. And I was like, you just think that because he was queer. (laughs) What? Anyway. Oh, boy. Oh, God. We don't like Um, history in America. We just rewrite it. We just change it. Yeah. We just say what we think. Like that fucking movie, whatever it was. Do you remember that movie that they like tried to make where there was like some young cis, like probably straight in real life, male, white male who like. Transgender woman? The the catalyst for everything. I don't no, it was like that. the catalyst for everything at Stonewall and was like the poster of the movie, like with his fist up, like fighting back against the police. Oh and my was like, God. Uh, that didn't happen. Oh my happen. God. That's like saying, the, oh my God, <laughs> like saying a white person that. is the face of the BLM yeah. movement. <laughs> so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's like when that, that one movie studio tried to make the movie called The Great Wall of China and it was starring Matt Damon. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and everyone's like, huh? <laughs> We could be here for hours doing that. <laughs> no, we just talked about problematic movies <laughs> and, and how and how queer people oh have God, just... Oh, God, that's a whole I other know. podcast. I know, mean, everyone also watch the... Cel- That'd be a great watch spin-off. Watch The Celluloid Closet. Watch How to Survive a Plague. All really important movies to watch for Pride. Uh, Sarah, what's the gayest thing that you did this week? <laughs> <laughs> the gayest thing I did this week was I, um, I trafficked a basketball from Philadelphia to New Jersey and then I didn't use it. I don't know. 
I had the I had the full intention of just like bawling by myself and then just like decided to tan instead. I don't know. It seemed it seemed gay at the time. What's the other gayest thing? Um I made my own fly trap and it caught one fly, so that's hashtag resourcefulness and handy woman. Um very trad I had I had a you. beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, period. I don't oh my know. God. What do you guys want to say? I like, I don't know. Um, Matt, what's the gayest thing you did this week? Yeah. What, what was the gayest thing you guys did this week? Do you have um, I got food poisoning <gasps> and I threw Fun. up everything for a full day. Couldn't even keep water yes, down. So I got right? really skinny. Skinny legend. <laughs> you Thank you. You know, that's like my, I had a teacher in high school who was out for a week because he had food poisoning and he came back and he goes, I lost 10 pounds last week. There's only one way you do that on the toilet. And we were like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, that should be the name of this episode there's only one way on to lose toilet. how to lose 10 pounds in one week <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, okay so we're die. done right we're done <laughs> matt was the gayest thing you did this week i started doing <laughs> i've been doing the peloton outdoor runs i really enjoy them but i i started one and like maybe 30 seconds in, I switched and was just like, I can't listen to this bag. <laughs> Cause it was someone, I don't even, he wasn't even saying anything that weird, but like for some reason the guys just don't do it for me. And I could tell that he was like a little bit of a queen. Um, and I was like, I love you. I'm sure you're great in real life, but you're not giving me the run encouragement that I need right now. Mm. Because you need like a strong um, heroine in order to get you through everything. I do. I love the women who uh, do the out the Peloton outdoor runs. I don't know what it is. They also just choose better music. That- it's all it's all about girl bussing. Sorry, that's yeah. a new term. I like that. <laughs> oh my god. That could also be a title. It's all girl bus. Oh my god. Hey, so Sarah, are there any causes that are near and dear to your heart that you want to shout out? No, we're moving on. There's a stone wall. Um, organization that you can donate to. And I would say any organization that um, you can donate to that supports queer people of color who are uh, youth or also Mm. any any trans people of color right now, you can do. I would say I also have been doing a lot of like crowdsourcing as far as like donation. Um, There's been a lot of movement for, you know, redistributing um, like wealth through private stuff. So anyone you see on Venmo, um, on Mm. Instagram, stuff like that, there's two that I'd like to represent right now or to give airtime to. And yeah. one is the Lavender Rights Project, which provides low-cost civil legal services and community programming to the LGBT plus community, as well as other marginalized communities. And then there's also a Trans Woman of Color Collective, which provides opportunities for and uplifts the narratives of trans people of color. So again, it's the Lavender Rights Project and the Trans Woman of Color um, cool. Collective. In the meantime, where can everybody find you on social media? Oh, they if can't. If you want to be Please found. don't. Please don't find me. Okay. <laughs> we respect your privacy. I know. Hell yeah. I'm totally um, trying to like be offline as far as I can be. and um, That's dope. I wish yeah. I was. Uh, yeah. Again, for Pride Month, I mean, you don't always have to donate to be um, an active ally. I would say, you know, spend the month educating yourself and, you know, delving into queer stories, queer literature, queer movies, whatever you can do that will uh, 
deepen your perspective. Money isn't always, you know, the best way to, or not, it's not the only way, but I say if you can give back, you definitely should. If not, there's definitely ways to better your own consciousness that will help you, mm-hmm. you know, better the world. <laughs> it's such pleasure having you. I know. And again, above all, everyone, be gay and do crime. Oh, my God. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>